Good morning and welcome back to our Wednesday online reflections here at St. Anne's. Great that you're able to join us here this morning for the first of the Wednesday reflections in the period of Advent. As you know, Sunday just gone was Advent Sunday. So I thought we'd have a little bit of a focus for the next few weeks around Advent and what that means for us. So I'm going to start this morning by reading uh, the Advent Collect to us. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. Now, in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, now and for ever. Amen. They're amazing words. And if you want to find those words for yourself, then just search uh, Church, of England, Church of England Advent Collect and you'll be able to find those words for yourself. So I thought we'd just spend a little bit of time thinking around Advent and what that might mean for us today. Firstly, Advent is a time of preparation. In fact, it's the time of preparation in the church calendar when we really think about being prepared. But not like the Boy Scout movement, what are we actually being prepared for? Well, we're being prepared for Christ's birth as we look forward to Christmas, but it goes beyond that and we look forward to Christ's second coming. See, Advent reminds us that Christ will come again and it reminds us of his final judgment, which, whether we like it or not, Scripture tells us will take place and we have a choice to make. And it's what we do now with the life that we've been given that actually makes the difference. Whether we spend eternity with the Lord or eternal separation from him. And it's choosing to be in that relationship with God that makes the difference. And the message of Advent is get ready for the Lord's return because it will happen. Throughout history, people have tried lots of different ways. They've tried by keeping various traditions or rules. And the Ten Commandments are God's rules, God's rules for living. The second point I want to make, we've got preparation, but also we've got adoration. If we look at those Ten Commandments, the first four commandments, they're all concerned with our relationship with God. One thing that they require is that we really love the Lord. Do you remember in, in Scripture, in the Bible, there's that passage, isn't there, where Jesus, uh, having risen from the dead, comes and meets the disciples again, and he's cooking breakfast on the beach. And the disciples are in the boat, and they see him from a distance. And remember Peter, who having denied that he ever knew Jesus, has been racked with guilt and in turmoil since then. And there's this amazing passage where Jesus reinstates Peter. And the question he asks Peter is a very deep one. And he says to him, do you love me? We need to look away from the people and the problems that we might have going on around us. And we need to focus all our attention upon Jesus. Imagine meeting Jesus today. Imagine if he came to you today and he asked you that question. Do you really love me? I wonder what would be your response to that. You see, 
if we really love somebody, they actually become part of our being, don't they? In different ways. Why not today spend some time in quietness asking the Lord to show you new ways in which you can really demonstrate your love for him? The third point I want to make this morning is consecration. Uh, this is a really practical word, isn't it? And it's, uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a working out of our adoration. It's no good to be saying we love the Lord. We actually need to show it in the way that we live our life. If we really love the Lord, then we must allow him to change us, to cast off the old ways and to put on the new ways. And this really does demand effort on our part. We've got to make that happen. We've got to want that to happen and allow God to make that happen in our lives. It demands that the result of keeping the first four commandments, that we really love the Lord, affects the way that we keep the rest of God's rules and God's commandments. People will notice the difference too. There's too many Christians that don't really want to consecrate themselves to the Lord. And we, and we live in a really secular world. We live in a really materialistic world. And the tendency is that we allow this world to dictate to us the way that we should live. For example, there's the whole materialism and there's the commercialism of Christmas itself. We get lost in that, that actually we forget the true meaning of Christmas. Isn't it about time that we stood up for the Lord? That we stood up for what it means to be a Christian and to follow Christ. We're called to be different. We're called to be countercultural. And we're called to consecrate, to offer our lives to Him. And the final point I want to make today is, is about celebration. The wonderful news is, the good news is, and the wonderful message is that even though we will fall short, even though we will fail, we can still reach heaven. Even though we'll never deserve it, we are accepted by God and we are forgiven by God. And we can trust the promises of God. So when we ask for forgiveness with a sincere heart, we can live in the knowledge that God will forgive us. And likewise, when we ask the Lord to fill us with his Holy Spirit, we can be assured that he will. So today, why not ask the Holy Spirit to fill you afresh? He alone will make you right in God's sight. He alone will make the difference in our lives and enable us and equip us to live godly Christian lives. So why not ask him to fill you afresh today? Advent leads to Christmas. Christmas is all about celebrating, isn't it? Celebrating the Lord's birth and what that means. Emmanuel, God with us. And God can live in us by his Holy Spirit. Advent is a time to really prepare, to make sure that we are right in God's sight. When we do, there is joy in heaven for every sinner who repents and turns to Christ. A party is held in heaven in honour of every person who gives their life to Christ. The angels celebrate. The Lord celebrates. Your Christian friends can celebrate and you will celebrate. Because then and only then will you be ready 
and be prepared for when the day comes, when Christ comes again. And then you don't need to fear the final judgment. We have a loving Heavenly Father who's done everything possible for us to spend eternity with him. Don't put off today what might have gone by tomorrow. Why not ask the Lord Jesus into your life today as Saviour and Lord? I'm going to read this final collect, uh, this, this Advent collect again today. And then I'm going to say a prayer. And that prayer I'm going to say is a, is a prayer called the Sinner's Prayer, where we invite the Lord Jesus into our life as Lord and Saviour. And if you want to make that your prayer, then you just repeat that uh, in your own heart uh, as I lead us. But first, let's go through the Advent Collect again. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. Now, in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that on the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Cast off the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let's pray together. Father, we give thanks for those amazing words. We give thanks for what Advent means to us, that we might be ready for that day when you come again in glory to judge both the quick and the dead. Help us to be ready for that great day, to live lives that are right with you. And for those, Lord, who want this day to ask you into their lives, Lord, we pray this prayer together. And if that's you, then I invite you to say this prayer in your heart. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for the way that I've lived my life, that I've turned my back on you and gone my own way. Lord, forgive me for my sins, that I've fallen short of your standards. Have mercy on me, a sinner. And Lord, I ask you today to come into my life to rule as Lord and Saviour by your Holy Spirit to guide me, to lead me and to equip me to live a life that is worthy of your calling. Lord, I thank you that I am accepted by you, forgiven by you, restored by you and saved by you. Amen. And if you've made that prayer for the very first time today, do get in contact with me. Let me know. I'd love to share with you and to talk with you and pray with you. In the meantime, uh, I look forward to seeing you on Sunday uh, for our services in church. Don't forget, if you'd like to attend in person, then you can book online through our website. There obviously are limited places due to the conditions and the restrictions that are in place. The service will also be streamed, uh, live streamed at 11 o'clock on Sunday. So either way, I look forward to seeing you then. God bless.